This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. So, so one of my favorite quotes is, most people know just enough religion to make them miserable. And I'm like, not this church. We know enough to have a great time. So great to have all you here today. We have a really, really wonderful service ahead for you. And, and you know, some of you are coming here with, in a blessed place, others in a broken place. And I hope that there's something here for all of us. Something here where we get a chance to hear and, and to maybe think a little differently. Leave here just with a slightly different perspective out there on the world. Isn't that good? Yes. That's me on the right, by the way. Because <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Like, like, how do we look back and kind of see ourselves that way? Remember the old spice? Remember that stuff? I even remember that bottle. My goodness. And, uh, you know, like, let's, let's talk about that. And let's talk about the fact, ready, folks, that is within you, that handsome dude on the right. He's in you. She's in you. And how do we celebrate that? How do we come to, to really see it? And that's been really the whole point of flipped, is, is our lives start out like this, and then we learn that we have to be flipped out. Can we all say flipped out together? Flipped? Flipped out. It's not like the flipped out, like I got the wrong change, or you know, I got the wrong order at the pizza shop, or you know, anything that happened with the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it's just like I'm flipped out. All of a sudden, I, I see the world very differently. We've been looking at, at a number of different flips over the past three weeks, and today we're looking at the one that happens between the first half to the second half of life. The first half to the second half of life. Now, that first half, second half, it doesn't necessarily cleave really evenly at, like, at age 42.5, you will flip. I know 20-year-olds who have flipped. I know 85-year-olds who haven't. So the flip is just sort of where we, where there's just, we just find ourselves in a brand new place. What is that like? Well, I want to talk first about where we start. So take a look at these, these circles here. You know, it starts kind of with a really, really tight knit thing here. And I'm going to step over here for a minute. It starts with a really tight knit set of circles. The primary concern for the first half of life is me. What's in it for me? What do I get out of this? Then we have a real concern with the law. I, and, and the concern with the law here is the concern with like, there's this way to do things and there's that way to do things and this is the right way and this is the wrong way. What's significant there is, is even with the law, like sometimes we can have in our mind, like our law is to be, the law of our mind is to be the rebel. I taught high school for a long time. We have many beautiful high school students here. And I remember seeing students who were the rebel, and the rebels had their own laws. You had to dress like this. You had to have hair like this. You had to have a skateboard like this. You had to have pants like this. You know, you had to have all those things. Those were the laws. And then it broke the world, the next word, down into dualities, into either ors. Either things are all good or they're all bad. And we have a hard time, like, seeing the difference between those two. I mean, folks, I take you back to being young. You know, and imagine a time that you were, you were walking along and you tripped, right, when you were young. Isn't it, like, mortifying? What are you absolutely sure of in that moment? What are you absolutely sure of in that moment? Everybody. 
Everybody, sorry. Did, I think I told a lot of you. Do you want to hear my most mortifying story from high school? Was this will make anybody feel good in here. <laughs> so I, I was at Knock High School. I, I struggled a lot. I was really, um, I could go on, I'm not going to go into your story now. And I'm sitting there at lunch, and all of a sudden, like, I just see orange. Literally, in one of my eyes, I just see orange. So that's because a kid had thrown an, uh, a carrot at me. It had tumbled through the air and had lodged between my glasses and my eyeball. Oh, still to this day, even saying that, I feel like saying, well, do you still like me, guys? You know, because it's mortifying, right? But that's that duality where it's like all good or all bad. Either nobody's watching me or everybody's watching me. It's just a hard place to be. And then we sort of have this old will. That's, that's new church. That's kind of this, this old sort of way of doing things. You know, that, that sort of encompasses all of that. And then it feeds right back into me, the law, duality, old will. There's nothing wrong with that per se. Like, that's how life really works. And I think it's real easy as a preacher to say, thou shalt not do any of those red circles. What are the odds of that? Zero. You're going to do that stuff. You are. I know you. You know, I'm going to do that stuff. I know me. So just look at it like this. It's just a tricycle. It would be kind of silly if I'm 60 years old riding on this tricycle. But there's a certain time where that is very, very appropriate. And yet I do want to learn to slowly evolve past that. I'm going to go back over here and talk about that, you know, how that evolution can start to work. Well, that evolution starts to get work when we understand what the real challenge is. And the challenge is fear. Fear closes us off from our inner resources. So all these resources within... That guy in the mirror. But fear will close us off from that. Fear will make us step back. Fear will keep us from believing that that could actually be true. Which is why, again, we need to flip out. First half of life into second half of life. Where we see those circles. We honor what they've done for us. They've been part of our life. We understand they're just like a tricycle. They're great. And maybe it's time to move on a little bit and shift to a new will, to a new heart, a heart of flesh, no longer a heart of stone. Now, do you see people do this all the time? Absolutely. I want to show you a very short 30-second clip from Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was a big boxer, world championship boxer. And I want you to notice what he talks about the flip and literally like notice his circle and notice the circle flipping out. Take a look at this. Look at this stuff. This is history here. Mm. You're you're history. This is garbage. I can say I bled for garbage. (laughs) So this is meaningless. No, at one time it meant a lot when you're just a young kid. This is everything to you. But then you realize your priorities change. And you just want your children to be happy and do nice things. And that makes you happy. This is nothing. This is just nothing, man. So there's, there's a, just a quick little clip that, that shows you somebody who's kind of like changing. And, and isn't it interesting? Like I even love the visual. Like it's this round table. It's this circle. And he's looking at this, and he's saying, this is, what's the G word he is? This is garbage. This is garbage. I mean, that's very valuable garbage, by the way. But I would, I'll take it off your hands, Mike. I am good at eBay. Um, 
you know, but, but it's like, it's just, it's just garbage. Like, what does it mean? What does it mean? You know, I can remember being married and when we were first married and I would, I would pack, we, we moved like six times in our first eight years of marriage. I got married very young at 22. And I would, anywhere we went, I very religiously packed up all my trophies and set them up. Yes, I was that guy. And, and I realize right now, somebody's going like, I still set my trophies up. That's okay. That's okay. But they just don't have that meaning for me anymore. You know, they still have meaning, but they don't have that meaning. The same level of meaning that they did, certainly that they had for years and years and years. So how is it that we, that we flip out to that next level? And this is a transition. It's going to be hard for me to get the language, but I think if you kind of hear what's underneath it, you'll get what I'm driving at. I think the way we, we, we get that final flip is when we start to just breathe and we really start to see the guy in the right hand of that mirror and we stop trying so hard. And that's, that sounds weird, right? Because a lot of you are probably like me, like, Chuck, I want the list. Tell me 10 things I need to do to get that circle out. And what I'd offer to just consider is maybe you need to do no thing. Maybe you need to do no thing. Maybe you need to become good at witnessing and observing something called the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit, which we get to see all the time. We're going to hear about them even today from a couple of parishioners. What the fruits of the Spirit really are. Now, it's interesting. Christ has this beautiful phrase in Matthew 7. And they're talking about, like, well, how do you know who the, who the kind of the people who get it and who are the people who don't get it? And Christ says, I'm going to have you say the F word there. He says, by their, by their fruit. Let's say that one more time. By their, by their fruit, you will recognize them. In other words, when you, when you see what's out there and you see what they're doing, you'll start to be able to recognize and be able to understand those differences. Now, it's interesting. This was written like, like 31, 32 AD. And about 30 years later, uh, one of the founders of Christianity, a man by the name of Paul, answers this question. Because, you know, Christ says, by your fruits, you'll know them, but it's kind of just left hanging. Like, okay, what does that mean? What, what are the fruits that he's talking about here? And by the fruits, by the fruits, I'm going to read this for you, and then I'm going to just, just talk about it some. And, and, you know, I think you folks will really be able to get this, because I think it is incredibly significant. This is from Galatians. So I say, live by the Spirit. This is Paul. And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature, and notice, notice even there, he's not even saying your sinful nature. He's saying like, look, there's, there's just darkness out there. We all have a dark side. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other. So that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, rage, selfishness, dissensions, factions, drunkenness, and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, you won't feel God's presence here in this world. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
Against such things, there is no law. It's a beautiful, beautiful part there, folks. You know, incredibly powerful where he's talking about fruits. So I'm going to step over here to my little fruit stand over here. It's interesting, right? That, that it, here's Paul and he uses the word fruit. Anyone know what kind of fruit this is? Excellent, star fruit. It's interesting when, when you think about him using that term, fruits of the spirit. And it's interesting what his list is. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Amazing part, folks, because first off, you want you to notice like there's certain words that aren't there. Do you see the word perfection up there? Do you see the word perfection up there? Yes or no? No, 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 absolutely not. Not the word perfection. It's not about like doing it perfectly. It's, it's not about like you will notice that you'll have this great plan or that everything will work out exactly the way it was supposed to. All that prosperity gospel garbage. It doesn't have that. It says, no, if, if you're trying to do this, if, if you're working this way, you're going to start to see the fruit of the Spirit. Now, the word spirit there, that can mean God, breath, or wind. So you could look at either three of those words. They fit in really well as well. And the idea of fruit, like if you're going to grow fruit, it's going to take time. You're going to have to prune and cultivate and take care and just have faith. Just have faith that these things are coming. Now, this is an incredibly bright audience. I'm going to see who can get this right. What is apple? That was good. What is the point of fruit? What does it carry in it? Seeds. Can we all say seeds together? Seeds. I want you to like, I'd make a note of that on your phone. Seeds. So in other words, like as I have these things, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are fruits and each of these fruits carry a, they carry a seed. Beautiful, beautiful seeds. It's fascinating to me, the idea of, of seeds from two angles. One is a quote, and I've said this quote a bunch, but I just love it. You can count the number of seeds in the apple. You can never count the number of apples in the seed. Could I get an amen on that one? Amen. You just you see that over and over again. You know, these, these things where just, it, things just, they just grow. And it's ways we, we didn't really anticipate. The other part I want to say is, is a key part of new church and, and how we hold things. And listen to this quote. I would even take this one down. The furthest we can get at any point in life, the furthest step we can get at any point in life is a, say it again with me, is a seed. Let's say seed together. Is a, is a seed for the next. Isn't that beautiful? Think about it. It's just like, it's stinking beautiful. The furthest I can get any point in my life is just going to be a seed for the next. And then I get to go through my seasons and then it's just a seed for the next. I mean, that idea of these seeds and, 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 and how much things can come to fruition over time. Incredibly beautiful, incredibly powerful. Can we see, folks, I'm going to yes or no answer here. Can we see these fruits in the world today? Yes or no? Yes. yes, absolutely. As the band comes out, we're going to be showing a video as the band comes out, and you'll get a chance to see 
what these seeds actually look like in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Take a look. We end this week with a lesson in forgiveness from Steve Hartman on the road. It all went down on this block in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Back in 05, Jamel McGee says he was minding his own business when a police officer accused him of and arrested him for dealing drugs. You're saying the officer made it up? Yeah, it was all made up. Of course, a lot of accused men make that claim. But not many arresting officers agree. So you phonied the report? I did. I falsified the report. This is former Benton Harbor police officer Andrew Collins. Were you just trying to chalk up an arrest? Basically, the start of that day, I was going to make sure I had another drug arrest. And in the end, you put an innocent guy in jail? Correct. Yeah. You lost everything. I lost everything. My only goal was to seek him when I got home and to hurt him. Really? That was my goal. Eventually, that crooked cop was caught, served a year and a half for falsifying many police reports, planting drugs and stealing. Of course, Jamal was exonerated, but he still spent four years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. Today, both men are back here in Benton Harbor, which is a small town. Maybe a little too small. Hey, guys, thank you. Last year, by sheer coincidence, they both ended up at Mosaic, a faith-based employment agency where they now work side-by-side in the same cafe. Excuse me. And it was in these cramped quarters that the bad cop and the wrongfully accused had no choice but to have it out. And I said, honestly, I have no explanation. All I can do is say I'm sorry. And Jamel says that was all it took. That was pretty much what I needed to hear. Today, they're not only cordial. Saturday, we went to the trampoline park. They're friends. Uh, You know, we talk about life. Such close friends. Not long ago, Jamel actually told Andrew he loved him. And I just started weeping because he doesn't owe me that. Uh, I don't deserve that, you know. Did you forgive for his sake or for yours? No, for our sake. Not just us, for our sake. Jamel went on to tell me about his Christian faith and his hope for a kinder (laughs) mankind. He wants to be an example. So now he and Andrew give speeches together about the importance of forgiveness and redemption. Grab this, we'll set it over there. And clearly, if these two guys from the coffee shop can set aside their bitter grounds, what's our excuse? Steve Hartman on the road in Benton Harbor, Michigan. And that's the CBS Evening News for tonight. A beautiful, beautiful song. That that idea of of love and love being the answer. And and, and can we see it in those fruits of the Spirit? Can we see it in the fruits of the Spirit? And and it's, again, like that video I'll be coming back to in a minute. It's interesting because obviously they did some things like... They took these steps, but then what they got was a blessing, a fruit of the Spirit that was so much bigger. And remember what I said, the whole point of witnessing the fruits is so that you can see the, begins with S, so you can see the seeds. And, and you can see the seeds of that going on. Don't you think we should get them here at New Church Live? 
That's, that's what I'm thinking. All in favor of Dave Childs heading that committee, please say aye. 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 Thank you, Dave. We appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, that's what we work volunteering here at New Church Live, just so you know. <laughs> if your name is Dave, you're doing it. Uh, you know, we can see those fruits and we can see how they, they pass on and they make a difference. And just, again, like, look at the list here, folks. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, what I want to do is I want to actually do an exercise here where you folks get a chance to, to share that. And what I'm going to ask you to do, I'm going to be around with the mic. We already have our first volunteer. And what you're going to say is, I see in you, and you give the person's name, when I see how you... What do you see them do? So I see in you, and you can pick one of them. I see in you joy. Fill in the name. When I see how you treat your children or how you do this or how you do that. Does that make sense to everybody? All right. So our first volunteer, and then we're going to try to get like five or six of these. Okay, I'll start. I see in my girlfriend, Trish, goodness. And I see this, how she takes care of her mother-in-law. Give a round of applause. It was good. It was a good one. I see in you, Paige, um, kindness in the way you take care of us as your own family, even though we aren't. Very good. Very good. I see in my husband, Patrick, peace. When I see how you self-control. Excellent. Give him a round of applause. You know, see in peace. Linda, I see in you love, in the way you love my family and the way you have loved my son all these years. Thank you. Yeah, Paul brought Aunt Favorite here today. Do you want to do one? I see kindness in you, Aiden, when you help your grandma. <laughs> All right, let's, let's go. It's so funny, like a movie theater. Every, just so you folks know, if you're sitting up front, it feels like there's 10 people in church. See, everybody's in the back. All right, here we go. There you go. I see in you, Renee, when I see how you protect, raise, and love your children. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I see love in my dad when he helps me with my homework. <laughs> this is good. Do you want to do one? Oh, thank you. I love how my mom even texts me. Excellent, 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 excellent. All right, give everybody a round of applause so I can get back up on stage. You see, folks, those are the fruits of the Spirit. And listen carefully. You guys are really with it today, by the way. So, so like, listen really carefully. So, did you see how that was looking in the right side of the mirror? Please say yes. yes. That was looking in the right side of the mirror. 
That was looking at that, that image of actually who we really are. That is the fruit of the Spirit. And it's, it's just, it's such an incredibly beautiful thing to witness over and over and over again. That witnessing breathes that world into life. The more I witness that, the more the world becomes that. And do we need a little bit more of that? Yes. Yes. And you can take this practice anytime. Notice, folks, like, like, and even, even these lines, like, you know, it's, it's interesting how global this is. I mean, this is Paul, and this is so global. Um, I see in some, I, he doesn't say, I see in you someone just like me who really gets it and no one else does. You know, and, and we can celebrate that. We can celebrate that with our Jewish neighbors, our Hindu neighbors, our, our wonderful atheist friends. We can celebrate all that stuff with them because the fruit's everywhere. It's all over the place. And it sure beats this list. All right, there's, there's all the antonyms of it. I seen you when I saw it. Animosity, misery, conflict, agitation, hostility, corruption, disloyalty, hardness, instability. That's a bad list. Yet we're always asked to see this good list, this good list, this good list. And I think maybe that's where true peace comes from. That's where true joy comes from. That's where our, our faith can really help us to move out there in the world. And it's not anything complicated. It can be as simple as dads helping their kids out with homework. That simple. What happens when we do that? I said before, you know, what we start to see in the world is we start to flip. We start to flip out. We see this circle. I would take a picture of this, folks. We see that little circle that was the tricycle that God has started. We see it start to flip out. First one moves from me to you. And it's sort of a global you. I start to, start to see other people. We see that again, that, that, uh, Jamal, Jamal was talking about that. Like he's, he's, he's able to see this other, this police officer who did him wrong. And he's not just seeing him from the law. Like, you messed with my life for four years. I mean, imagine being incarcerated for four years for something you didn't commit. Does that take a little forgiveness work? <laughs> it takes a little forgiveness work. More than a little. But he wasn't willing to live in that law of retribution. That law of anger. That law of vengeance. He said, I'm not living in that law. I'm going to flip out to the law of love. And then the duality, non-duality. Boy, he said that so well, you know, the, the either or into the both and. Duality would say, oh, this is forgiveness is all about me or it is all about, fill in the blank, you. What did he say? He said, this forgiveness is all about us. That is high level, high level spirituality. That's the spirituality. Like I look at that guy, I think, dude, you got it. See, that, that us part, no longer the world isn't broken into who gets it and who doesn't. Even the name of that coffee shop says that. The name of that coffee shop was Mosaic. Even that says it. Different pieces, all of us with our own little pieces. And then we flip from the old will. Remember the old will? He said, look, I was going to get out of jail, and the first thing I was going to do was hurt him. That's the old will. Get out of jail? No, look that guy down. New will, 
I'm going to hurt him. If you get this, you get a bonus point today. It flipped. And he said, and just think of it, folks. He said, eventually, the white police officer said, eventually, what words did he hear come out of that man's mouth? I love you. I'm sorry, and I love you. That becomes the new will. And you see it circles right back into an expansive view of you, expansive view of love, non-duality, new will, and the, and the cycle keeps on going out further and further and further and further. That is incredibly beautiful stuff. And we're privileged, you know, again, like we're all different parts of the journey and it, it looks different ways at different points. And we're, we're so fortunate at New Church Live to have, to have such a spread of, of ages from, 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 from young, young people who are willing to talk about their moms, protecting them to wonderful teenagers, to, to, to young adults in their 20s and, 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 you know, as well as some, some, uh, some elder states people. We're able to see things from a different perspective simply because they've traveled a journey of life. Many of those are my favorites here at New Church Live, and I'd like to introduce you to two of my favorites who are just going to come stand right here and offer us a few words to close the service, Bob and Peggy Merrill. I wasn't going to have you do those do those stairs. I talked to Bob and Peggy, and the, the question I was looking at is what, what we know to be true at a certain stage in life. Like, what is it that we know to be true? So you two have talked about this already. Who picked to go first? I think I was going right. first. I'm going to go first because I want to get it over with. <laughs> um, <laughs> what have we learned? We celebrated our 60th wedding anniversary um, last year um, for 58 or nine years, we had children living with us the whole time. This past year, um, our son died a year ago, and we've had a year of just the two of us together. And I told you I was gonna cry, but oh well. Flipping from childcare, you know, always being busy doing things for the family, family, family. Suddenly it was just the two of us, and we were able to go for walks together. And to go out to lunch without having to get a babysitter and things like that. And the Lord has just blessed us with a very sweet old age relationship. (laughs) But what have I learned? Um, There's always uh, spiritual work to be done. We've been working on a relationship this way and that for years and years. Um, Fear through my life kept me from doing things that I knew I should do but didn't want to. But I think I've learned that the Lord blesses us when we do the work. I think we heard that this morning. And I am 
feeling very blessed right now. Well, as I suspected, I have nothing to say. <laughs> so, I'm just very grateful for all the people in my life who have given me the opportunity to be of service and to be a, 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 a cooperating partner. See what I mean? <laughs> so, <clears throat> I was um, quite surprised when... For, Chuck suggested we say something, and, and I was very pleased with what Peggy had to say. That's all I got. That was beautiful. And I think we can see in our lives, you know, what, what one author called, you know, just it's, it's a second simplicity, you know, and, and, and we're all in it together and we all have messages to share and we are all a mosaic. And we all are just so blessed. Blessed to be able to do this journey together Blessed to be able to talk about the fruits of the Spirit, to witness them in one another. Blessed to be able to live a good, good, very good life. So thank you for joining us today. I do want to remind you again, if you're interested in maybe doing a small group around what is your story, you're interested in just hearing about it, we'll be having lunch and meeting over at the New Church Live office across the way right after church. And just closing with, with great gratitude, you know, to an amazing congregation. And Bob and Peggy, thank you. So please join me in prayer. I'm going to offer a prayer. Then you have the opportunity to say the Lord's Prayer as you know it, to have a moment of silent meditation. Then we're going to go into the last song. We're we'll going to be doing the last song in a similar way where we're going to teach you the chorus and then get a chance to all sing together. So please join me in prayer. Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. Fruits. Fruits of the Spirit. Your words, Lord, by, by their fruits you will know them. And Lord, allow us to know each other by the fruits. Fruits of love, patience, kindness, forbearance, self-control, peace, joy. Allow us to know that, Lord, and in knowing it in another, to know it in ourselves, to see who is actually in that mirror. An angel. An angel. Blessed and broken. On their way home. Be with us this week, Lord. Allow us to be living witnesses to your word. A living witness to those fruits of the Spirit. 
and let us flip out. In your name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv. 